Good afternoon, folks. That time again, 1 p.m. Saturday, time for The Elephant in the Room here on WJAS 1320 AM and 99.1 FM Talk. This is Sam DeMarco, your host. So happy today. Not only am I joined in office today or in studio today by our usual folks, John Schneider, the best executive director the Republican Committee of Allegheny County has ever had, and dazzling Daryl Grandy, the producer who makes the magic happen. But I have two great in-studio guests joining us again. First would be Aaron Coper, chair of the Allegheny County Council of Republican Women and a very, very big activist here in our community. And I can't tell you again how happy I am and pleased to see that Scott Pressler, conservative activist, is back in town. Scott, welcome. Scott and Aaron, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Thank you very much. Well, we're hey, we're excited to have you. You know, uh, for folks who don't know, Scott Presser is a well-known conservative activist, and I've referred to him in the past as the Johnny Appleseed of getting voters registered to vote. He travels around the country, not just t- talking about registering voters, but also he's he's worked in helping clean up communities as part of that, trying to make the world a little bit better, one place at a time. And Scott's also involved today with a group here called Early Vote Action, which is trying to take and convince folks to vote early or vote by mail, whether it be in person or mail, to make your voices heard, to try to get folks who are low propensity or mid propensity voters to get off the couch and make their voices heard. So, Scott, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about what you've been up to since you were last here. Well, I just uh, came from Los Angeles to Louisiana to Pennsylvania. So, I mean, I've been traveling the entire country because people need to realize whether or not you like President Trump or Governor DeSantis or you're focused on 2024, we need to realize that we have elections this November in 2023. So, yes, we can flip the governorship in Louisiana and Kentucky and hold it in Mississippi. But most importantly, y'all, we have elections this November in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania that are going to dictate what happens for the next couple of decades. For example, and I really want to hone in on this point right now, mm-hmm. that if Republicans are unable to elect Carolyn Carluccio to the Pennsylvania State Supreme Court this November, then Republicans will not feasibly be able to take back the court until twenty. 35. So this election really is decisive. And if you care about things like election integrity or rulings on mail-in ballots or rulings on healthcare decisions, then what happens this November, especially with the Supreme Court, is going to dictate the next couple of decades. Well, Scott, one of the things that you're just talking about there, why it's so important to get her on the Supreme Court, is because the Supreme Court has like overreached, in my opinion, here in Pennsylvania with redistricting. Back in 2018, they took in our congressional districts, which had been drawn up in 2010, and which were in place, agreed upon from a bipartisan basis for eight years, all of a sudden they declared that they were unconstitutional, and they hired someone to draw up new districts, which they then put in place. In 2020, after the 2020 census, last year in 2020, or two years ago in 2021, (coughs) Governor Tom Wolf who should be negotiating with the legislature on new maps, never met, wouldn't take a meeting because he knew if he didn't negotiate, then the Supreme Court would step in if they were unable to come to an agreement. So the Supreme Court steps in. They pick a special master 
they picked a former chancellor of the University of Pittsburgh, Mark Nordenberg, who just basically drew his own maps. And now you saw Republicans lose the Pennsylvania House last year for the first time in over a decade. Okay? Uh, your vote counts, people. You have to get out there. You have to make your voice heard. And, you know, it's only one day. And I know that sometimes things pop up. Life gets in the way. The kids get sick. The car breaks down. You have to go to work, go out of town, whatever it may be. The weather may be bad, whatever. But that's why we'll be talking to you today about your options, which are early voting. You can go down to the county elections office and vote right over the counter there for up to 50 days before the election. Or you can order a mail-in ballot and vote from the comfort of your own home via mail during that same period. So, folks, there are no more excuses. We have to get out there and vote. We have to make our voices heard. We have to elect Carolyn Carluccio to be the next Pennsylvania Supreme Court justice here in November. Well, and it's semantics, because I know that sometimes people are like, but Scott, we don't have early voting here in Pennsylvania. Well, you do. It's just when you go to your elections office and vote early, quote unquote, you're voting by mail, but you're doing it hand to hand that you are giving your mail-in ballot, which, by the way, is a paper ballot. Mm -hmm. It's not electronic. This is a paper ballot that you are giving to your elections office. So especially for my election integrity people out there, I think it would be a great way to cast your vote early by paper, hand-to-hand. -hand. You're not putting it into a drop box. You're not putting it into a U.S. postal box. And that would be the safest way to vote early early quote unquote in the election and remember that for our people that maybe you're a trucker maybe you're a police officer a firefighter nurse doctor whatever a mail-in voter is according to data and science 86 percent likely to vote in an election but an election day voter is only 53 percent likely to vote so when the Democratic Party is getting people to do mail-in voting, their voters are 33% likely more to vote than Election Day people. And so just keep in mind that this November, people aren't going to be necessarily thinking in an off-year election about voting. Let's get people to vote by mail early in person at their elections office or for those of you who like to vote on election day but just regardless lock in your vote for our candidates but was, oh, sorry. i'm sorry i just want to say something to your point about that is that um during your presentations um that a lot of people uh, in our area we had plenty of time to see maybe in the fall you'll come back and we can have some more um but you spoke on the playbook that the democrats have and you literally just said it just now with that percentage because 50 percent show up on election day well what happened in arizona they knew the playbook they knew our voters go in person and then something happened with machines and you know it's they the democrats had their votes locked in and ready to go prior to that day mm -hmm. so just saying i mean the odds were already there they democrats know it it's their playbook they strategize and that's how they get across the finish line well, and I want to say something a little bit controversial. <laughs> I'm not taking a stance in the presidential primary. I'm not endorsing. If you like President Trump, wonderful. If you like Governor DeSantis, Nikki Haley, etc., that's great. However, to the Trump supporters out there, 
I want you to realize that DeSantis is actually doing better than the polls are dictating right now. And here are a couple reasons why. Number one, DeSantis voters are knocking in Iowa right now. I saw they've already knocked like 60,000 doors. To my knowledge, I'm not seeing a whole bunch of door knocking going on from President Trump's team or President Trump's supporters. They're very focused on 2024, but we need to use that time now, whoever your candidate is, in preparation to build that infrastructure. Number two, I realize that that people are unhappy with the national party right now, the RNC as a whole. Maybe they don't like the leadership, etc. But I do want to be clear. Here in Allegheny County, we do have Chairman Sam DeMarco, who does listen to the grassroots. And we're also working with Gen Z activists. So maybe you don't like the party structure. But here in Allegheny County, we do have a good party apparatus. But remember, if you switched independent because you're unhappy with whoever is the party leader, you're hurting Donald Trump. You're hurting Ron DeSantis because we are a closed primary state. And therefore, you won't be able to vote in the presidential preference primary unless you were registered as a Republican. And third, Aaron just spoke about this. I'm telling you right now, the DeSantis team, they're going to be ballot harvesting. They're going to be early voting. They're going to be mail-in voting. They're going to be locking in every vote. And it's a very real possibility that, let's say, what if something happens and the machines go down like they did in Arizona in the presidential preference primary in May of 2024? DeSantis votes are already locked in. So President Trump's supporters, buyer beware, don't discount DeSantis's team that if y'all want to support your man or woman, whoever that is, make sure that you're using an all of the above approach, that you're registering as a Republican, and that you're knocking on doors now to make sure that your candidate can actually win next primary and next November. Well said, Scott. You know, uh, the most valuable commodity that we have is time. That's the one thing we can't get back. We can always raise more money. We can always recruit more volunteers, but we can't get back time. So we can't afford to waste it. You know, you talked about early voting. I just want to touch on that for just a second. When you talked about people being able to go down to the elections office and be able to vote over the counter and hand their ballot to the folks, I want to be clear for everyone that your ballot, they can't see your ballot. Your ballot is in a secrecy envelope. Your ballot, the secrecy envelope is inside an outer envelope. So no one will know. No one knows who you're voting or how you're voting. But it's it's the secret ballot. But you know that it's been delivered. It doesn't go through the mail. And then something else that's different here in Pennsylvania. I don't know what it's like in other states. But here, when you apply for mail-in ballot, you get a notification via email. If you give them your email that your application's been received, it's being processed. You get a notice when it's going to be coming out. And when you return your ballot, you get a notice that it's been received. And that means it's been received, it's been scanned in, your vote is going to count. You know, and you guys talked about Arizona. Aaron, you and uh, Scott mentioned what happened in Arizona. We had stuff happen here in Luzerne County, here in Pennsylvania. You know, the one year it was ballots, they didn't have them. The next year it was uh, toner for them to be able to print ballots out, right? And this, this is why I'm saying I vote by mail. And, and I do that because that a lot frees me up on election day to be able to go different polls to wherever I'm needed, wherever I can be able to help, okay? Uh, I think more people should look at it. Again, but here's the thing. What we're trying to do, Scott, is we, and, and I know that you uh, reinforce this in your presentations, we're not trying to convert everybody who votes 
every election day to vote by mail. What we're trying to do is make it easier to vote so that the people who don't come out, you know, you heard Scott give a number, 53% of election day voters show up, okay? We want to reach those other 47%. And how do we get some of that 47% that didn't go to the polls? How do we get them to make their voices heard, to cast their vote? We think by making it easier for them to vote and by taking the things that get in the way, you know, chance in life, okay, out of the way, that this might be a good method to do so. And that's why we're pushing this and uh, asking our folks to consider it. Well, and especially in an off-year election. Again, this is 2023. We just had the midterms. We just had Congress. We had governor. We had Senate. This is something that it's not on people's minds. And so we get the low propensity voter that maybe they vote once every four years. They only vote for president, but they're a good, loyal, conservative Republican. We neither vote for Carolyn Carluccio. We neither vote for Megan Martin. We neither vote for Rocky for county executive. Mm -hmm. And so if they get a reminder that is mailed to them about voting, they're going to be more likely to vote, and that is more votes for our Republican candidates. And this is what folks seem to lose sight of. When you vote by mail, the following January, every county is required to send a new mail-in ballot application to you asking you if you would like to vote by mail that year. So it's a reminder, and you're also signing up to vote. Okay. And furthermore, that's saving y'all money. Exactly. Right? That's less money the that Allegheny County GOP has to spend, and they can divert those resources to more grassroots activities, whereas the state is then spending that money to help Republican voters. Exactly. And folks, it's your tax dollars they're spending. Why do you want your tax dollars to spend just spent to send applications to Democrat voters? Wouldn't you like them to go to Republican voters as well? So, again, something to consider. You probably didn't know about that. I'm glad we brought that up. Now, Erin, you were going to say something there. Yeah, and actually, um, you know, being grassroots, being out in the field, uh, some of the concerns that I have seen from voters, especially low propensity, is they feel that disenfranchised right now. They're letting the media get to them. They're, they're thinking the worst, that their vote does not count. Um, I actually did run into that yesterday um, where someone just didn't think it mattered. I actually ran into someone like that last week where they felt like it didn't matter. And uh, we have to try because, again, and Scott, in your presentations, you talk about Oregon, okay? Nobody realizes that Oregon could have had a Republican governor and senator but, and they're a mail-in only state, so all they have to do is drop it in their mailbox. And they're, I believe the, the loss for the governorship was by 66,000 votes and 126,000 Republicans did not cast their vote and all they had to do was send it in the mail because they believed, for whatever reasons, that their vote just didn't matter because Oregon in the media, you always see, you know, the progressive and the left leaning and they just didn't think it mattered, but they could have been Republican state. So again, we have to remember we are a battleground state in Pennsylvania. We have to give it our all. We have to try. And if we can make it easy for you to use that all above approach, then that's all we can do, and we have to utilize the tools that are in front of us, and we have to win. Aaron, the next time someone says to you, I didn't vote because my vote doesn't count, okay, you want to just refer them to the vote in 2016 that elected Donald Trump president okay. of the United States. And whether you like Donald Trump or not, 
The fact is he had the ability, and he did so, to appoint three Supreme Court justices. And last week, they issued landmark rulings affirming freedom of speech, freedom of religion. And then they struck down affirmative action to say that, you know, we're a nation that should be beyond race, that all men are created equal here. You know, and race should not be a factor, you know, admissions to universities and things like that. Three landmark rulings in just two days. If that doesn't show you that your vote counts, you know, nothing else should. And that's why it's so important for us to vote here because, you know, this is the thing. The left is going apoplectic, okay, over what took place on Thursday and Friday. They're going nuts all over social media. But there were two rulings earlier in the week that some conservatives weren't happy about. You know, North Carolina had appealed, you know, redistricting rule where the Supreme Court had entered in when the Constitution clearly says that the legislator, legislature will determine the date, time, and place of elections. So, But they came back, and the Supreme Court ruled that judicial review is indeed fact, and the Supreme Court was able to do that. So that's why it's important here in Pennsylvania that we take back this seat, because this is the first seat, first opportunity we'll have to take back a Democrat seat. And as Scott said earlier in the show, if we don't take and win this, then the next chance, we won't have a chance to take back the Supreme Court until 2035. And at that cost is just too high. Well, and so where do we move forward from here? What are some things that we can focus on in order to make sure that we're winning this November and beyond? Number one, I know we're in Allegheny County, but I have a deep love for Southwest Pennsylvania, and that includes Beaver County. Get this. Mm -hmm. We are 826 voter registrations away from flipping Beaver County from Democrat to Republican. For context, at the beginning of 2023, that number was 1,777. So we have decreased that amount by 950 around there within just seven months. So with this trajectory, we are looking that we will have flipped Beaver County by either the end of 2023 or early 2024, and then Allegheny County will be the last remaining county in Southwest PA that we need to focus on flipping those voter registrations. But here's the interesting thing. Based Mm -hmm. on data, you'd be shocked. The amount of 18 to 24-year-olds that are registered Republicans is overcome the Democrats that there are more registered 18 to 24 registered Republicans in all of the Southwest PA counties except for Allegheny. But it just shows you that we are cultivating Gen Z voters, that we are bringing them into the party. And imagine the goal is we will surround Allegheny County (laughs) (laughs) and we will divert those resources and have them march peacefully into Pittsburgh to make sure that we are winning this November and beyond. Oh, I tell you what, I can't, I'm looking forward to that day. No, hey, Scott, you just talked about how close we are to taking over, or I should say to out, to having more Republicans registered in Beaver (laughs) County than Democrats, okay? But we've also made amazing strides from a statewide perspective. Correct. I remember back in 2010, Democrats outnumbered Republicans from a registration advantage by 1,197,000. And now it's down to what, 435,000 or something like that? Somewhere around there, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's unbelievable, right? So folks, you you may not be aware of it because you sit here in Allegheny County, you watch our media, you read these papers, and you hear all about these progressives' wins. 
But folks, there's a movement taking place. People are looking. They want to be free. They want to have freedom of speech. They want to have freedom of religion. They want to be able to make their own decisions. Okay, they didn't like the lockdowns. They didn't like the masking. They didn't like the schools being closed. And my gosh, you know, if you want to look for a silver lining in a cloud, the fact that schools were closed and kids had to take remote learning gave parents an opportunity to see what was taking place in the classrooms. And now you're seeing folks in groups pop up all across this country. You're concerned about what was happening inside those classrooms and the curriculum that was being forced on these kids' throats. Well, and we're seeing results. I want to give inspiration to everyone listening. You know, I was just in Butler County and Slippery Rock, which is home to Slippery Rock University. And let me tell you, we're registering the kids. We're getting them as a Republican. I just got off the phone with Penn State University in Center County. I'm going to go register all the frat boys and sorority (laughs) sisters to vote. But third, I think a major component that if we're going to be successful in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania means having a robust operation to also reach out to the Amish community. Because let me tell you, they are baby-making machines, and they are doubling their population. So we have to make a plea to the Amish community to register to vote to the bishops and get them mail-in ballots. Because get this, the Amish community gets married on Tuesdays in November. Did you know that? No, I did They get married after harvest. And so therefore, if an Amish wedding happens on a Tuesday in November that coincides with election day, they're going to be focused on getting wed. And so therefore, our strategy with the Amish community needs to be reaching out to the bishops, reaching out to them, talking about faith, family, freedom, finance, and getting the mail-in ballots so they can lock in their votes because 80,000 votes statewide could determine the next president of the United States of America. Joe Biden only won the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania by 81,000 votes here in 2020. See? Yep. I want to say something about uh, the parents and their kids. So uh, as chair of Allegheny County Council of Republican Women, we have taken on a library initiative here. And from what I've seen uh, on different media outlets out there uh, on a national level, there is a library movement happening. And I just happened to uh, be ahead of the game without even knowing when I kind of came up with this idea a couple months ago. And we have a patriotic story hour. And where I came up with this idea was to engage women um, to be members of our council uh, and educate them and get them activated and out in their local committees as well. And my idea was, let's get them to bring their children so that they can do an event together with their kids and make it a family-friendly event. And it just so happened to be uh, a hot topic in the media, which also helped, you know, when I would tell people about it, um, even men were like, that's a brilliant idea to have a library event. So uh, we do have another one coming up next Saturday in Crafton. The Crafton Committee has joined forces with me on this one. And we're going to read a nice story called Hello America. And we are also going to have a veteran uh, show us how to fold a flag and then the kids can do a craft. But again, um, us, our women's council is 
really harnessing the issues with the education, the children. We're giving these parents a place to come and gather and talk and meet each other because the last event we had, I had two moms. One was from Imperial and the other one lived just right over in Robinson and they didn't know each other and now they're friends and they can have play dates. And that's it. We need to build these coalitions. We need to build our relationships and we really need to just start getting together more and finding ways and getting the parents more involved because they are making these decisions for their kids future and we need to get their voices heard Aaron that is a great idea hey I want to give you a plug would you tell us the date the time the address or the, the library there thank you for this event so that folks that are listening who uh, may be interested thanks, can take their kids there. thanks Sam yeah it's uh, Saturday July 15th from 10 a.m to noon it's at the Brogel shelter at Crafton Park which is 117 West Steuben Street Crafton PA 15205 and you can RSVP to women at com, and just let me know even if you do not have kids please come uh, meet our, the women of uh, ACCRW and just join this uh, movement that we're making throughout. I want this to be a movement in Allegheny County and beyond. We're already talking with, you know, I state uh, committee woman, uh, Sonia from Washington County. She's going to help me get in libraries in Washington County. I want to take this to Beaver County. You know, I even have a whole setup. I have, you know, the book. I have the crafts. Like, we can make this. I don't even need to be there. We can make it, you know, everywhere. So I really want to do this. And this is a family-friendly event for anyone. So if you're an independent, if you're a Democrat, come, you know, let your kids be kids, meet other children, and just be read a nice story. We're not excluding anyone from this event. When we go into a public library, we want to be open for everyone. So um, I'm really excited about this, and I can't wait to see where it, where it goes. Thank you, Erin. Folks, you just heard from Erin Coper, chair of the Allegheny County Council of Republican Women. We're here in studio with her and Scott Presser, conservative activist and member of Early Boat Action, and also uh, volunteer faculty at the Leadership Institute. And you're listening to your host, Sam DeMarco, on The Elephant in the Room. We'll be right back with the next segment after we pay some bills. Folks, welcome back. This is Sam DeMarco with The Elephant in the Room, WJAS 1320 AM, uh, here with Scott Pressler and Aaron Coper. And Aaron, in our last segment, you were talking to us about an event that you had coming up here, and you gave the details for this. Uh, Scott, I know that you have a couple events coming up. Yes, yeah, so we're building to capacity here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And really, we're doing days of action. So today is a day of action across the Commonwealth. And really, it's about whatever your comfortability is and how you're willing to dedicate your time, whether that's doing a voter registration drive. For example, because of President Joe Biden canceling the Keystone Pipeline, we've seen our gas prices are still through the roof. Doing a voter registration at a gas station or at Home Depot or Bass Pro Shop, going to a location that we're going to get some registered Republicans or making phone calls from the comfort of your home. I've even registered voters from phone calling from a hot tub. There are no excuses or even door knocking Republican voters on behalf of Carluccio and Megan Martin and Joe Rackey, making sure that we're getting out the vote for this November. But please, if you want to learn more, go to Allegheny.gop. That's the website for the Republican Committee of Allegheny County. And again, our chairman is Sam 
William DeMarco. And I would not be here in studio on the elephant in the room if I did not believe in the Allegheny County GOP and the work that Chairman Sam DeMarco is doing. So please join us. We are united in Southwest Pennsylvania. Scott, thank you, and thank you for the kind words. But do you want to talk a little bit about early vote action for folks that they may yeah. be able to go sign up there? Yeah, early vote action. You know, I'm focused on Arizona, Nevada, North Carolina, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. <laughs> and actually, we just got a great contract. I don't know uh, if many of you know who Charlie Kirk is. He does oh, yeah. Turning Point USA. Yep. But the political arm of his organization is Turning Point Action. action. Turning Point Action just signed on with us, and we got a $5 million commitment wow. to doing a statewide wow. ballot chasing operation in Wisconsin. So my goal is to now get additional funding for the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania to make sure that we're winning this November and beyond. That is awesome. Hey, listen, I, I look forward to your work there, and if there's anything we can do here to help or assist in any way, please don't hesitate to let us know. Well, we're actually building a grassroots movement mm -hmm. as we speak. Uh, a couple of us here um, under Scott's um, help, uh, we are building a grassroots volunteer team and we're currently organizing them by their interests and what they'd like to do and get involved. And not only just that, we are directing these brand new people uh, in our party that have never been involved before to their district committee chairs and getting them involved in their local uh, committees. So we are growing our party locally and we are building a grassroots team that hopefully um, we will be effective this November, but we are going to be a force coming into 2024 and it's going to be a grassroots team like you've never seen before because we're going to educate these volunteers, we're going to empower them, and we're going to send them out prepared and educated at the door and on the phones. Well, and people want to help. They just don't know how to help. Right. But right. I want everyone to be that's listening at home to be encouraged. We created a Facebook group two weeks ago called Pennsylvania Republicans. This is on Facebook. It's open to everybody. We now have over 1,700 members statewide in two weeks. And so what I did is I did a roll call that everybody could shout out their county party. And so we've been painstakingly going through there, connecting them with Cambria and Delaware County and Lackawanna and Erie and Crawford and Westmoreland. And so really we're building up the county parties by taking the grassroots, putting them in there, and then giving them tools that they can register the voters and make the phone calls and do the door knocking. So really, this is a statewide grassroots operation to make sure that we're going to elect a Republican president and make Joe Biden a one-term president. That's right. Uh, that, that's absolutely necessary if we want to save this country. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, you know, again, I talked about the three Supreme Court decisions the conservatives were thrilled with that came down from the Supreme Court last week. I mean, just yesterday on Independence Day, you know, a judge, a federal court judge ruled, you know, against the Biden administration and the federal government for what they believed was their censorship, uh, violations of our freedom of speech rights by trying to insert themselves as the ministers of disinformation and try to determine what on social media could be allowed or permitted from a speech perspective, and in almost every case, what's later been found is that they were wrong. And the things that they were taking and were claiming was disinformation were, in fact, accurate and correct, okay? 
Folks, I don't know if we can, you know, you hear this every election time. People say that this is the most important election of our lifetimes. Well, I really do believe that the history of the United States of America, 2024, will be the most important election of our lifetimes. But you know what? That's over a year away. We have an election right now in 2023 here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and in Allegheny County. In the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, we have phenomenal, phenomenal nominees in, in Judge Carolyn Carluccio, President Judge of Montgomery County, okay, running for Pennsylvania Supreme Court. For Superior Court, we have two great candidates in Judge Harry Smale of Westmoreland County and Maria Batista of Clarion, who are running for Superior Court positions. And, you know, in the Commonwealth Court, Megan Martin, who's just spent the last 10 years of her life, you know, as a parliamentarian in the Pennsylvania State Senate, you know, she has probably the most well-rounded experience, you know, of anybody out there, right? Folks, it's important for them, for you to come out and vote to elect them here in November. And then here, I mean, you heard, what was it, Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz said, there's no place like home, no place like home. Well, she's right. He's, there's no place like home, and home today is Allegheny County. And in Allegheny County, we have a critical, couple critical races coming up in November, you know, highlighted by the county executive race where Sarah Inamorato, an avowed socialist, someone who just a few years ago was signing up for, on the Defund the Police movement, okay, is a Democratic nominee, while it's 62% of Democrats who voted in the primary voted for someone other than her. Only 7% of the registered voters in Allegheny County voted for her. But yet, if you don't come out and vote, and if you don't come out and vote for Joe Rocky, we risk her becoming the next Allegheny County executive. And you know what she wants to do? A couple of things. She says, one, she wants to ban all fracking in Allegheny County. Well, we have a $1.4 billion new airport terminal that's being built at the airport. It's going to be paid for with not a single dime of taxpayer dollars, but paid for with royalties from fracking hmm. that's being done at the airport. Okay, If she takes and interrupts that, that debt service is going to go on the backs of the taxpayers. And we, in Allegheny County, you have 12,000 acres of parks. We've just been making improvements over the last 12 years in those parks with a lot of that money that was, was came from royalties from drilling underneath Deer Lakes Parks. If you want to be able to enjoy the park system here in Allegheny County and you want to continue to see it improve, you can't allow her to come in and do these things. She doesn't want to take and reopen Schumann Center, a juvenile detention center. Folks, you don't have to turn on the news but once or twice to see the rising crime that's happening in our community. And unfortunately, so much of the violent crime is actually going down and being committed by so many younger type folks. We have nowhere in Allegheny County to detain these people today. If the police pick them up, they're typically let right back out on the street. You're put back into the custody of their parents. you know, Or if the crime was so severe being uh, held at a place in another county. You know, folks, that's not acceptable. She wants to take it to a countywide reassessment effort. Now, that sounds good. You know, sounds like because everyone should be fair. But right now, there's a mess in Allegheny County with what they call this common level ratio. So there was a base year put in place so that everyone's assessment was based upon a 2012 value. Since 2012, when someone buys a home, then they take the sale price of that home, multiply times what they call that CLR, and then that comes up with your new assessed value. So, for example, uh, if you bought a home for $100,000, 
Instead of your assessed value being at $100,000, under the county's uh, CLR, you would have been assessed at $81,100 because they used a 0.811 CLR. But the Commonwealth Court, or excuse me, the Common Police Court in Allegheny County has ruled that that was too high, that Allegheny County wasn't properly giving the right information to the STEB, which is a state board. So they've come back and said it should be 63.5. So that means if your home costs $100,000 here, then you multiply times 63.5, so your assessed value would be 63500 Now, I'm talking about these numbers. Why does that matter, folks? It matters because those are the taxes that you get hit with every year, both from the county, from your municipality, and from your school districts. And many folks have been paying far more than they should have. So in the interest of fairness, we need to take and make sure that we fix this system before we look at doing anything else. And I believe her attempt at trying to do a reassessment is just a ploy to be able to gain new revenue that she can take and spend on many of her you know, ha- harebrained ideas. She wants to take and spend money on affordable housing and things like that. These are all important issues, but these aren't things that are in the county budget. These aren't things that the county executive you know, does. And I can tell you this, she just tried to pass legislation in Harrisburg. It was called the loop where she wanted to exempt longtime homeowners in the city of Pittsburgh from these reassessments to give them breaks on it. So you have somebody there who wants to take and give breaks to the people of the city of Pittsburgh, where the registration is 5.6 to one Democrat to Republican. And then where do you think the weight is going to fall? on making up that difference in tax revenue. It's going to come on the folks in the suburbs. And what about the people on fixed incomes? Well, that right. Yeah. You know, how, how many people are going to be forced out of their homes? I mean, so it's, it's, it's a terrible thing. Right now, right now under the current system, your taxes don't go up unless you either move and buy a new home or you get a millage increase. Under her system, neither of those would necessarily take place, but your taxes would be would go up because they would change your assessed value. We can't allow that to happen. So, folks, those are just a few of the things. Okay, I'm worried about her defunding the county police. I mean, I, I you know, I, folks, this isn't a horror show. I'm not trying to scare you, but really, I'm just trying to tell you what's in store for you. I mean, if you like what's happening in the city of Pittsburgh under Ed Ganey, if you like what you know Summer Lee stands for, and what she brings, okay. Uh, then you're going to get more of the same, and more of the same isn't good. So we have that race our, in our district attorney race. You know, you have 25-year incumbent Democrat Steve Zappala who lost in the primary to a chief public defender, far-left progressive named Matt Dugan, who received over 90% of his funding from the George Soros-funded PAC. And folks, you just pay attention to what happens across the country, whether it be in L.A., San Francisco, Chicago, St. Louis, uh, or here in Philadelphia, to see the rising crime in there is they refuse to hold criminals accountable. And this, uh, uh, Matt Dugan, you know, when he announced, he said he was going to take and prevent people from entering the criminal justice system in the first place. He was going to change and decide how low-level crime was going to be prosecuted. Well, folks, you know, some of these people want to take and put in place the same failed liberal policies that have been shown to fail everywhere else they've ever been tried all across this country. Can't allow that to have ha- can't allow that to happen here. You need to get out and vote. So guys, I am sorry for going off on my rant here, right? Okay. But you can tell I'm passionate about yes. this. I care. You know, we got to get folks out to vote. 
Well, and we got to stop that. Talking about our grassroots movement here and how I was talking about educating our volunteers on exactly every single thing that you just stated, Sam, we need to let our volunteers understand what's at stake so we can connect with voters and talk about policy, you know, and how policy across, uh, you know, San Francisco and Philadelphia and Chicago, how those progressive DAs and are affecting their policies are affecting their cities and so that is coming here and we have to just connect to our voters so by educating them um and and being confident on how to you know like help our candidates get elected no spot on so folks what do you say what are you going to do this number are you going to come out and early vote are you going to sign up to get a mail-in ballot are you going to take and come up to rcac here at, at Again, you can get look into us at Allegheny.gop and come down to us and early vote here by going down to the courthouse and voting across the counter. You know, we'll make it as easy as possible for you so you don't have to worry about going into town and parking. You can come up and park at our place for free and we'll shuttle you down there so that you can go down and vote. But folks, you know, in, in all seriousness, as, or as Joe Biden would say, no joke, no joke, if he's able to mumble that out, okay? <laughs> but folks, we, we have to come out and vote we have to make our voices heard. And, uh, you know, I can't thank Aaron Coper and Scott Pressler enough for working hard, you know, to make that happen by registering Republicans here in Allegheny County, by going out and holding presentations. And I was fortunate to catch the, uh, the tail end of one of them. He did a phenomenal job. And the people there that were so excited, you know, to see and hear from it. Now, one of the challenges we do have here, we were talking before about bringing grassroots into the Republican Party, okay? There's a sort of tension, Scott, that we have right now, and we, we got to find a way to move past that, okay? Um, because it seems that some of the grassroots are looking at the Republican Party as the enemy, and really, we, we look, we, you know, we all, there, there, there's, a, there's a reason why Baskin-Robbins has so many flavors, Okay, (laughs) you know, there's a reason why when you go to the grocery store, there's so many different brands of soda pop and and different things, right? So we all have our own opinions. And you heard Scott earlier talk about, hey, you know, whether you support President Trump, whether you support Governor DeSantis, you know, Governor Haley or any of the other folks out there. Okay, Um, we're all on the same team. Okay, at the end of the day, our fight is, is for freedom and to restore it here, you know, in the United States of America. And well. And, sure. and I want to make it clear that, look, I mean, I'm your Tea Partier, conservative, anti-establishment. And I mean, in February of this year, when Aaron and I were putting together the event at the fire hall, I didn't even reach out to the chairman with all due respect. He actually slid into my DMs on Twitter and said, Scott, I heard you're coming to town. We're going to do whatever we can to support you. We will even finance this. And he did. Chairman DeMarco was there, took care of the payment. We had a great event. And so I want everyone to know that Allegheny County is working hand in glove with the grassroots. And I'm not going to speak on behalf of John, but I'm pretty certain 
certain that whether it's a Governor DeSantis supporter, President Trump supporter, if there's data that you need, that you want to contact Republican voters in your neighborhood, I'm certain that the Allegheny County GOP will work with you no matter who you are supporting to make sure that you are doing voter contact. So again, please, the Allegheny County GOP has my firm support. Go to Allegheny.gop, sign up today to become a volunteer, and visit us at the RCAC building. It's right here in Green Tree. There are no excuses. It's a great area. Yep, 100 Fleet Street, Suite 205, and you can reach us by phone at 412-458-0068. And Scott, you're spot on there. Uh, John is slicing and dicing the data, is happy to help anybody, any committee out there. I mean, that's what we view our job as, okay? So, I mean, our job is to educate Republicans. It's to grow the party. It's to take and support candidates and recruit candidates for local and countywide office. And we're doing our best to do that, right? But it's important for us folks is we try to recruit the best candidates. And I think we have some great candidates this year. You know, Joe Rocky, former chief risk officer of PNC, a man who's managed thousands of people in billion-dollar budgets. We've probably not had as qualified as a candidate in the in, in past running for county executive, okay? Folks, if we want to continue to build, we have to come out and support our candidates. Because if we don't, why would any other good candidate look at running, right. okay? So there's no reason for you not to come out and support. If you can't, if you don't have the time, you can support financially. You can go to voterocky.com, you know, or reach out to us at uh, allegheny.gop. We'll be happy to direct you, you know, the right place. But folks, you, you, you got to get involved. I can't plead with you enough that uh, really the future of this region is uh, is at stake. You know, I say that uh, Allegheny County is at an, infl- an inflection point because we really are. And your votes this November are going to determine the direction of this county, whether we go on an upward trajectory or that we start to decline. You know, and you heard folks talking earlier about, uh, you know, from a business perspective, a population perspective, we've been losing jobs here from 2017 to 2022. We lost 50,000 jobs and 12,000 people. Allegheny County is one of the few counties where our death rate exceeds our birth rate. Right, we need to grow. Uh, Joe has Joe Rocky has a great saying where he says, "Hey, I want only want to have to go to Tampa if I'm going on vacation. I don't want to have to go there to visit my kids, right, or my grandkids because they left because there wasn't any opportunities here." Right. Okay, <clears throat> so folks, it's it's all up to you. So, John, do you want to say a few words? I think everything's been said. <laughs> <laughs> folks, that's John Schneider. That's our. Calvin Coolidge or Clint Eastwood, you know, uh, man, a few words. Now, Scott, I want to thank you and Aaron thank you. for coming in today. You know, I, I, I really do appreciate it. No, Aaron, before yeah. we go, you have, you want to talk about the car show? Yeah. So I'm really excited about this Mount Lebanon Police Department classic car show. Uh, it is Sunday, July 9th, uh, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, 600 and 700 blocks of Washington Road. It will be a voter registration, volunteer recruitment with candidate information and more. Uh, So please stop out and meet uh, the Mount Lebanon Council of Republican Women. Some of us Allegheny County Council Council of Republican Women will be there and the Republican uh, Committee of Pittsburgh District too. Uh, So we will be there. Come meet us and let's start recruiting volunteers. Now, Scott, if someone wanted to help you in your efforts, what would they do? How would they go about it? 
Uh, well, please, I'm on Twitter and True Social and Getter and every social media platform. Go to at Scott Pressler, S-C-O-T-T-P-R-E-S-L-E-R. And you can also now find Erin Coper on Twitter. <laughs> I'm K-O-P-E-R. Late to the game. She's already over a hundred followers. <laughs> oh my gosh. And we're also we're cultivating a Gen Z base. There's a wonderful gentleman. His name is Noah Formica. Mm-hmm. It's N-F-O-R-M-I-C-A-G-O-P, I think is his Twitter handle. But please, we're very accessible. Reach out to us. We want to work with you. And you can also go to earlyvoteaction.com. Now, Scott, let me ask you a question because you talked about, I mean, you are all over social media, okay? How do you manage to take and post on all of these different I don't. platforms. Okay. <laughs> no, well, it's tough. I mean, social media is my life. So like when I post on social media, first I do Twitter, then I do True Social, Getter, Telegram, Facebook, Facebook, Gab, Instagram. So I mean, social media has taken over my life, but it's also changed my life. I would not be sitting in this studio with you today if it were not for the power of social media. So again, please go to Facebook, um, Pennsylvania Republicans is our group. Join our growing 1,700 members. Follow Aaron, Aaron Coper. Follow Chairman Sam DeMarco. And we so look forward to working with you because we're doing great things here in Southwest Pennsylvania. Well, we're excited about having you here. And, you know, for the many of the folks, it seems, that have the opportunity to interact with you or attend your presentations, you know, you are able to inspire and instill in them a passion, you know, and they want to get involved. Many folks may not know your background. Do you want to tell them where you know where you were born and raised? And sure. Know. Well, and first, before I go into that, did you know that yesterday, July fourth, was Aaron Coper and my anniversary that's of right. meeting? Oh, that's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> we actually met at a July fourth event, and at the time, you know, she was definitely not the woman that you see today in terms of voter <laughs> registration. And it was that one event that really, I think started this political journey for her and so it just shows you that coming to one event can right. start this spark in you that changes your life Whoever knew a professional makeup artist would be a, a political activist in one of the most controversial counties in our country right now but here i am and and you know i want to inspire others and again with our women's council and the things that we have going on we want to show that this you anyone can do this you know and, and we can find ways to get you out there and and have you know your activism started so it, it's it's exciting and i will say when i came home from that event that day i didn't register one single voter in 2020 and i came home and i was pacing back and forth and my husband said <laughs> something's different about you and i was like i feel so empowered right now and i didn't even register anybody but just because i made the first step and went to something and i just felt like wow i didn't even know that i could go do this and i and then i went to see one of his uh presentations uh in butler county right after that a couple weeks later and i was blown away i mean i was completely it was like when it was almost spiritual <laughs> like i felt i was like oh my god this is what i need to do and and here we are so I just hope that, you know, he inspires everyone else the way he inspired me. And, you know, we just want to grow and be successful here. 
Well, and whoever thought that the guy that graduated from college under Obama with honors, criminal justice, who walked dogs for a living, worked at an elementary school, would go on to help defeat Hillary Clinton, elect Donald J. Trump as the 45th president of the United States, be inspired to clean up cities across the country, and now going from dog walker to having a $5 million contract to help in one of the swing states in our country to save our country and make Joe Biden a one-term president who would have thunk folks you heard it here from aaron coper and scott pressler anybody can get involved anybody can make a difference if you're willing to get off the couch get inspired and get out there and work on behalf of your vision you know and your candidate to take and put them in office folks as always time seems to fly by I want to thank our guests for joining us here in studio today. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Aaron. And folks, until next week, this is Sam DeMarco signing off from the Elephant in the Room on WJAS 1320 AM and 99.1 FM Talk.